Bob Edens. Bob Edens was his name. Uh, he was born in Columbia, South Carolina. And Bob appeared to be a healthy baby boy. But sadly, Bob was born blind. Couldn't see anything. Uh, but Bob overcame in so many ways. Uh, he would learn Braille like many people who are blind learn. Uh, Bob would go on and get a degree close by to Columbia at Furman University. Uh, Bob would go on and get married and have a daughter of his own. The thing that really surprised me more than anything is Bob coached Little League. I can just hear him now, hey, keep your eye on the ball. What do you mean by that, coach, right? But when Bob was 51 years old, 51 years old, he had a complicated eye surgery. They, they reattached the detached retina. Uh, they had some cornea transplants. And at 51 years old, for the first time in his life, Bob could see. And man, he said, man, the, the ability to see, it was so gripping. He would say, yellow, yellow. I never knew yellow was so yellow. It's, it's just amazing. I, I don't have words to describe yellow. But he said, but red, I mean, like red is my favorite color. I, I, I just love the story. It would go on to say that Bob would love to see sunsets and sunrises and, and the amazing colors that God has created. It says one of the things he loved to see early on was a plane that would fly by in the sky and leave a trail in its wake. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. My son-in-law, Todd, uh, he's in his residency for ophthalmology. Uh, I'm always intrigued with the eye, and, and I'm so excited. Someone like Bob, who all of a sudden could see. Wow, the gift of sight. I mean, something that we take granted every day, uh, unless some tragedy happens and we might lose our sight, something that we can see all the time. Just the beauty of God's creation. But man, what an amazing gift. What about, what about the gift of hearing? Uh, what an incredible gift. Have you ever heard a Carolina wren sing? I mean, that little bird. I mean, they're, they're in Florida. They got their name Carolina. I think they sing better in Florida than Carolina. I don't know. But listen to that little bird sing. Man, it's absolutely amazing if you have ears to hear it. Not only that, have you ever heard your granddaughter sing the theme song for Frozen? I mean, it's one of the greatest things you could ever hear. And they could even act it out. I mean, it's, I mean, Chris, we had on our Thanksgiving dinner, uh, my granddaughter stole the show as she's singing the theme song. It looks like she's worshiping. I mean, she had it all going on, you know I mean? To hear your granddaughter sing, man, what an amazingly a great joy that is. What, maybe like Whitney Houston. I mean, to hear her sing, remember the, the uh, national anthem of the Super Bowl? I, mean, I know I'm dating myself many years ago. But what an amazing gift it is, the gift of hearing. I'm so grateful for that gift. But what about the gift of knowing? The gift of knowing. Knowing the love of a beloved spouse. I mean, knowing uh, the, the loyalty uh, of a true friend. Uh, knowing uh, the joy of a cold beer. I mean, just the joy of knowing is an amazing thing. Well, Christmas Eve, tonight, we're celebrating the gift of all gifts. It's the gift of Jesus. But let me ask you, do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? No, I'm a terrible singer. A star, a star, dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite with a tail as big as a kite do you hear what i hear do you hear what i hear a song a song 
rising above the trees with a voice as big as the sea. Do you know what I know? A child, a child shivering in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? Let's ask God to come and be with us. Let's pray. Father God, we ask that you would give us the gift to see really what you see. That God, you give us the ears to hear what you hear. That you would give us the ability to know what you know. God, it's Christmas Eve, and, and many of us have heard this story, but some of us have never really seen it. Some of us have never really heard it or even embraced it. So God, come. Come and be teacher through a broken sinner like me. Come and teach us. Allow us to see and hear and to know who Jesus is. Amen. The first thing is this. Do you see what I see? And I, I want to read to you uh, from Matthew 12, 2. Matthew 2, this is, you know this, this is the story of the wise men or the magi. By the way, they probably were like a couple of years after Jesus' birth. But hear the word of the Lord. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him, assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people. He inquired of where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophets, and this is Micah, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, and by no means least among the rulers of Judea, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people of Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them where the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the child, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. My wife Katie and I, we went to uh, the Winter Park Racquet Club. It's a meaningful place for us. Some 35 years ago, we had our wedding reception there. Uh, we were there this Christmas time uh, to celebrate a Christmas banquet uh, with a club I'm involved with, the Maitland Men's Club. And as we were coming out of that, that Winter Park Racquet Club, you should have seen the moon. I mean, it was that full moon, uh, unbelievably beautiful. And everybody kind of caught their eye, like, whoa, look at the moon. But what we noticed is that there was a star right next to the moon. It was, it was unusual. You don't usually see that star. And somebody asked, hey, what is that? I mean, what is that star? So I did what I do. I pulled out my phone. I, I got my sky guide, right? My sky guide app. You don't have that. Get that. It's an amazing app. You can point it up to the sky. It'll tell you what you are looking at. It's awesome. And I said, hey, 
that's Mars. Can you believe it? That's Mars right there. And they're like, wow, you are a very wise man. <laughs> yes, I am. But, you know, the reality is uh, we all saw that star, but I'm the only one who had the app to know what it was actually not a star. It was Mars. I mean, when that star appeared, that first star appeared that would proclaim the good news of great joy, that a Savior was born to us. Only the wisest of men knew to seek a Savior because of that. What did they know? What did they see? What did they hear that we did not? Only the wisest of men went to worship. And I love the fact, not only did they want to find the king, they said this, we want to worship. There's something about this king we want to kneel down to and worship. We know that the king at the time, King Herod, he was troubled by this. You know, his kingdom was in jeopardy. But what did the wise men see that others didn't? You know that they saw that, sky, that star with a, kite, a, a tail as long as a kite. But do you see what they saw? Do you see what I see? It's God's promised Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah. It's God's Son. A Savior is born. My Savior was born to rescue me. Do you see what I see? I mean, there in the manger, it's God in flesh. It's the Son of God, fully God, yet at the same time, mysteriously mind-blowing, Son of God, fully man. Do you see what I see? Jesus the eternal word of God, the Gospel of John says. The one who spoke all things into existence. The one who always has been put on flesh to dwell among us. Jesus, the light and life of men. Jesus, mighty God, who would come and put on flesh to dwell among us to rescue us. Do you see what I see? Because i got to tell you, once you see Jesus for who he really is, you cannot stop seeing him. You see him everywhere in his creation. You see him in the face of his people. It's amazing. And when you see Jesus for who he truly is, you never want to stop looking. I mean, he's glorious. He is beautiful. He's majestic. He's God in flesh. He's Savior. He's friend. He's kind. He's meek. He's gentle. He's mighty. He's Jesus. And when you see him for who he is, you'll never see again. To see Jesus is to love Jesus. Do you see what I see. Do you hear what I hear? Let me read to you Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, you know this story, the very familiar story of the shepherds out in the field. Let me, let me read this, these words for you. In those days, a decree went forth from Caesar Augustus, for the whole world should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was governor of Syria and all went out to be registered, each one to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. Scandalous. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from, the, from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known to the saying that had been told them concerning this child. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told to them. Have you ever heard Josh Groban sing? Man, can that fella sing. I mean, I, I, was, uh, I was coming out of a lunch with an elder, a friend of mine, and, and the radio, uh, all of a sudden, No Holy Night came in by Josh Groban. It's one of those songs sung by Josh, it cannot be in the background, right? I mean, you got to stop what you're doing. you got to listen to it. That, man, that guy, and I started to think, I'm like, of all the Christmas songs that you hear, I mean, there's a lot of great ones, but his voice, that song, magical, unbelievable, tears, right? Could the angels have sounded better than that? I imagine they did. I mean, those shepherds out in the field, by the way, it's really cool. I've had the privilege of being in Bethlehem. I've had the privilege of being in the shepherd's field, just imagining it. What do the angels sound like? They, are they better than Josh? Are they better than Adele? I mean, that is absolutely incredible. But, but do you hear really what I heard? Because, listen, what they heard out in the shepherd's field was different than what everybody else heard in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem, too busy. There wasn't room in the inn. I mean, everybody hustled, bustled. But out there in the field, what they heard, here's what they heard. They heard good news. Let me ask you, do you hear what I hear? Has it produced in you great joy? Has that good news produced great joy into your heart that a Savior has been born unto you it's personal unto me a savior has been born this is good news and it has provided the greatest of joys do you hear what i hear do you hear glory to god in the highest who loves sinners like us has it produced in you peace on earth it's the only thing that can do you hear what i hear it's interesting he says this this good news of great joy is for all people but not all people heard do you hear what i hear it says this it's only heard by those whom he is well pleased, those whom his favor rests. Those are the ones. Well, the question we want to ask, the million-dollar question, who is the ones that are, God is well pleased with? How do we get God's favor to rest on us? This is so important. The ones in which he's well pleased, the one whose favor rests on him, those are the ones who believe. They believe the good news of great joy. They believe that a Savior was born. And it's personal. It's personal for them. It's personal for me. And that the reality is, is because I believe I've experienced God's pleasure. You see, Jesus, God's son, he is the epicenter. Jesus is the epicenter of God's pleasure. Do you want to know the pleasure of God? Do you want to know the favor of God? Do you want to know the joy and the life of God? It's in the son of God. And the only way you'll ever find that peace, the only way you'll ever find that joy is to find a Savior named Jesus. And if by God's grace he gives you the faith to believe, that favor of God can rest upon you, even tonight. 
I love the reality when Jesus was baptized. The father couldn't stay silent in heaven anymore. He sees his son about ready to, to go on his earthly mission to rescue sinners like us. And the father calls out and says, that's my boy. That's my son in whom I am well pleased. We can never do enough to find the father's pleasure. We can never clean ourselves enough, off enough. We can never try to be good enough, religious enough, give enough. We can't find it. It's too elusive. Unless we find his son. When you find Jesus, you find God's pleasure. Do you hear what I hear? You see, if you hear him and you hear his voice, you follow him. And for those who hear the good news, you embrace him. And then lastly, do you know what I know? Interesting, I'm going to read to you a little bit out of the Gospel of Luke again. This is when Jesus went to the temple with his parents. Uh, he was only eight days old. Uh, and hear these words. And, the, and, the time, and when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him, Jesus, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is what a good Jewish family would do. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons, which indicates they're really poor. If they were richer, they would have brought something better. This is all they could afford. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and, on this, this, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Wow. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed him and said to the Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. A sword will pierce through your own soul also. Man, that's the cross being foreshadowed. So, uh, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. I mean, what did Simeon know that no one else knew? What did he know? He, know that he knew that Jesus was the long-awaited Savior. He knew it when Jesus was only eight days old. I mean, that was clearly a gift of God revealing that to him. But do you know what I know? I mean, do you know that Jesus truly is that long-awaited Savior? Do you know that Jesus is the Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Do you know him as your Messiah? Do you know what I know? Have you, have you taken him in your arms of faith and embraced him? Have you embraced him and knelt down to him as your savior? Do you know what I know? Have you knelt to him as your king? You know, I know this reality for me to stand up before you and say the arrogance in a way, do you know what I know, hear what I hear, and see what I see? It's only by God's grace. I never would see it. I never would hear it. And I never would know it if it wasn't for God giving me the grace to see the reality of his love in the face of his son. I've heard good news that God loves sinners. 
I've heard good news that Jesus lived for me and died for me and was resurrected for me. I heard good news that if I place my faith and trust in him, that I am his. God has given me the ability to see the truth. He's given me the ability to hear the good news. He's given me the ability to know that I am his and I am loved. Do you know what I know? See, tonight we celebrate the greatest gift that was ever given, the gift of God's Son, Jesus. The gift of a Savior for sinners like us, like me. This gift far exceeds the gift of sight that was given to Bob Edens by very talented doctors when he was 51. Don't you dare leave this place without opening the gift that God has given to us. It's for all, all who truly see Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you love sinners. And we thank you that you demonstrated that love for us, that while we were still sinners, you would send your son to come rescue us. For God would so love the world that he would give his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him, whoever would see him as Messiah, whoever would hear the good news and know that he's the way, the truth, and the life, that we could find your favor through him, that he's the way home. We thank you that he is that way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, I thank you for the grace that you've given to your people that not only did you send your Savior to come rescue us, you've sent your Spirit to come help us see. And you sent your Word to point us to your truth. Oh God, I pray. I pray for King's Chapel. I pray for everyone here this evening. God, if there's anybody who doesn't see Jesus for who he truly is, maybe they just see a good teacher. Maybe they just see a moral man. God, may they see the truth of God's Son, the Christ, the Messiah. May each of us, by faith, unwrap that present, that gift, and embrace him as our Lord and Savior. Oh God, give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the mind to know that Christ is King. We pray in your matchless name. Amen.